Hello and welcome to the Race of Men Show, and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle, right here with you on WKBY 1080 AM out of Chatham, Virginia. What up, Chatham? How y'all doing today? It's Tuesday, Super Tuesday. You know how we do it. I love Tuesday, and I know I say that every week that I love Tuesday, but you know what? I love Tuesday even more this week because I've got my aunt back in studio with me. We're here. This is two weeks in a row. Well, I can't say in a row because I'm not sure when the show's going to air, but for our two consecutive episodes, or not even consecutive, but whenever the Lord has me to air this episode, we are airing this right here on WKBY 1080 AM out of Chatham, Virginia. And if people laugh, you know, they think, oh, you could have gone back and changed that in the, pre- in the production because you could have edited it out. But it's like, well, why? It's It's not that big of a deal. It's... I'm not sure when I'm going to air this show. It could be the Christmas episode, because you said there is a tie-in to what we're talking about, and in the and we're in the Truth and in Transparency series, and you know we did week three, so you were my guest on week three, and when this airs, it's when it airs, when the Lord says it airs. Yes. So it's yes. not that big of a deal, right? the The deal there is the truth. The truth. And the Word of God is going to go forth. And and today's subject, I love it because we're talking about Revelations. And Revelations is is my favorite book of the Bible. Is that right? But I it, didn't know that. Oh, it has been forever my favorite. It's a fascinating book, isn't it? But I don't get it. I don't get all the parts. Okay. And I don't probably get most of the symbols. And I listen to all these people talk about this. Oh, this is this. And this is this country. And this is that country. And that means this. And I'm like, I don't see that. All I saw was... How do you was, know that? Huh? Yeah, yeah. It was a lady on a horse. And this, not a horse. It was a lady here. And it was a lady there. And it was a a seal that was broken and it was this and I don't get all the stuff the symbols that they're trying to put on things Mm -hmm. but for those of you know I'm sorry I'm supposed to have introduced my guest so this is my aunt Mary Louise Page and she is the author of two books that we're going to be talking about in this episode as one is the blessings in the book and she's got a whole book that she's talking about demystifying the prophetic text to uncover the blessings in the book of revelations and uh, my aunt is she's got lots of degrees behind there and and I I'm not even gonna try to to say what these are, so I'm gonna ask you to explain your degree pattern because when you say you got a masters of that from Moody Bible and you got something else from that yeah, I don't like even try to disrespect that at all because you just know she's probably forgotten more about revelations than I may ever know. So the blessing is I get a chance to talk across from a person who's written it she studied it she's the bible talks about how a cow chooses to kind of remediate it mm-hmm. and has gone back in and studied the word and brought it back up and then studied that same word again and brought it back up it's a beautiful book you can buy it on amazon.com and, and the, the cool thing is i'm gonna say it this way because it's the way i want to say it. i'm gonna brag okay. on my own real quick but this book has actually been produced by west bow press which is a division of thomas nelson and zondervan so this is a cool thing is when you can find her in the stores and her book has a barcode on the back and her book is by a major publisher. So this is a this is a big deal. Thank you. Because I want to be, a, I'm not a published author. I'm just a writer until something gets published. Mm-hmm. And you've got a bar that's set very inspirationally high for okay. me where both of your books are published by Westbow, a division yes. Of Thomas Nelson and Zondervan. Exactly. And for those that don't know, who may have just heard of Thomas Nelson or may have heard of Zondervan, those are the, one of the two, probably the world's largest, at least in the U.S. is they largest are, Christian. They are on every, every continent. On every continent. Mm-hmm. Christian publishers. When I used to work in a Christian bookstore, I just mm-hmm. knew them for Bibles. Yes. Thomas Nelson Bibles. Or That's right. The Zondervan Bibles. But they're more than just 
Bibles, Christian book study guides, aids, you name it. If Zondervan doesn't have it and Thomas Nelson doesn't have it, I don't know where you'd find it. Exactly. They, they've got it. But they've got your books. And you can yeah. find them again on Amazon. Or anywhere Christian books are sold oh, see, from your local see, bookseller. that's a good commercial. That's yeah. a beautiful commercial. What we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about Revelations. Yes. So, I, I don't know about you. Most people think the book of Revelations is scary. I know. People do think that. Yeah. Um, to take you back just a little bit as to how I, the, the fear and how I got involved in it was... Uh, now, I, I am not schizophrenic. I make that <laughs> disclaimer up top, and I don't generally hear voices. But um, early one morning back in the 80s, the Lord woke me up early. And people who know me know that I am a night owl. I'd rather do something at midnight than even think about it at 6 o'clock in the morning. So it was about 6 or 7 in the morning. I think I was on maternity leave with your cousin, Shelly. Mm. Got it, got it. And I turned on the television, and there was this guy on there that I'd never heard of before um, who had written, Hal Lindsey, and he had written a book called The Late Great Planet Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was listening to him, and after the broadcast, the Lord spoke to my heart, to my spirit, and said, I want you to teach the book of Revelation. Wow. And I said audibly, Lord, I can't. Mm. And the Lord said to me, why not? And I said back out loud, because I don't know it. And he said, why not? And that was it. He never spoke another word about the book of Revelation to me after that. So I started, I, I thought, well, I, I don't know it because I, I don't know how to study it. I don't know anybody who knows it. And then I looked at my husband who was sleeping soundly in the in the bed next to me during your whole conversation uh -huh. that, yeah. during a, he never woke up he was he was asleep and i knew that he was old school and in the old school you, you they would say stay out of the book of revelation and that was the way he felt he said you're going to get all confused and and i'll grant you you could get pretty confused sure. but that's that's where my gift and my assignment comes in mm. it is to study the word and then break it down into bite-sized pieces sure. so that the everyday guy on the street, the everyday Christian who wants to know more about it can understand it. Now, God, I don't think, is ever going to show us everything that he's going to do. Sure. I, I don't think, I don't know of any scholars who understand every symbol in the book and then agree on what they understand. So my take on how I present revelation to the masses, and I have been blessed just this past, well, November uh, 2018, I took 100 
of these study guides to the pastors in Africa. And I spent eight days teaching them the foundation and the, the basics. Now, for somebody who wants more than that, there are plenty of authors. There, are, you, you. I don't get into apologetics. I'm, I'm not trying to debate the scripture. My job is to show you the blessings that are in this book. Sure. And when you find out who you are in Christ yeah. and where you are in the book, you'll be like, bring it on. Show me some revelation. There will be no fear. Sure. That is the number one reason why most people do tell me, and I've been all over the United States teaching this since 1984, wow. and in Africa, and in Italy, and have a contact where I'm supposed to go as soon as time permits to London, wow. and preach to some Christians there, and teach the blessings I maintain by the authority of the Holy Spirit that there are blessings for you in that book. And after you find out what those blessings are and the book is broken down into bite-sized chunks, then if you want to go dig more into the symbols, we talk about some of the symbols. Um, I think the primary reason There could be, who knows, the mind of God for sure, except that he reveals it to us. I think the primary reason is that during the time that Revelation would have been written by the Apostle John, who was a full-grown man, had already taken care of Jesus's mother, Mary. Uh, He was not just a young buck out preaching anymore. He'd been preaching the gospel and he had taken care of Jesus's mother. This is that John, that the disciple whom Jesus loved. We know that he loved all of them, including Judas, knew who Judas was when he, when he chose him to be a part of the cabinet, a part of the team. But that John uh, that he felt such an attachment to um, that he took time on the cross to put his mother under the care uh, of of that disciple. It is that John, the the one who wrote the book, the Gospel according to Saint John, and it is that John who wrote the books of First, Second, and Third John, because John the Baptist didn't write any books. But within the first hundred years after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, Revelation was written. They had, as you know, banished John to an island. They Mm. were sick of him. They were done with his preaching and they were just fit to be tied. We want to hear no more about this Jesus. And uh, John continued to preach, of course. And as you, your, the listeners may also know, John was the only disciple who died of natural causes. Mm-hmm. All of the others were martyred. Wow. All of the others. Some of them know. were flayed, skinned alive. Uh, some of them were uh, boiled, you know, in, 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 when you look at what happened to, uh, those disciples, it, it was amazing. Wow. Peter was crucified yeah. and you know, his story don't hang me straight up like Jesus because I denied him and I never quite got over what I did to, to my Lord. So crucify me. That's fine. It's not that I don't, I'm not willing to die for him, but flip me upside down, mm. you know, just, just hang me the other way because how humble 
it was uh, for Peter. So John, they decided, well, we won't kill him. We'll just stick him out in the middle of the beautiful Mediterranean Sea. There's a little inlet out there called the Aegean Sea. And there's an island in that inlet that is known as Patmos. And there surely must be enough wild animals, snakes and whatever. We'll put him out there and he'll be eaten alive or whatever. So we'll just put him out there. Well, what nobody expected, and and just for the sake of, of this conversation that we're having, uh, and please feel free and stop me when I if I go on and on too much. You're fine. I love this you're and fine. I love sharing it. And thank you for letting me share it with, with your listeners. Oh, you're excellent. I really appreciate it. Um, so, uh, John, what, what nobody thought about, nobody planned, they said he's going to be out there all alone and he's going to die. But then John says, but I was in the spirit Mm, on the Lord's day. Mm. So we won't talk about loneliness and what happens and what you should do. We won't go into that in this, in this lesson, because I know we've talked about, you've talked about what it means to be alone yeah but i was and, never on alone and, and, on, on and, an island by myself on an island right and so the thing is we're never alone yeah. Yeah. as long as we are a child of god yeah. Yeah. we are never alone and revelation is not the only book that talks about some of this uh if i may just interject right here before i even get started uh into what the book is all about and and the story behind it revelation the book of Revelation is not something that was tacked on to the end of the other 65 books as an afterthought. It is not something that we that the Lord just decided, oh, I guess we better put something prophetic and apocalyptic and uh, I, we'll just stick a little. No, 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 no. It is a part of the original canon of Scripture. That, that, that collection of those 66 books that met all of the standards and guidelines, that it had to be written by an eyewitness. The Gospels mm-hmm. had to be written by an eyewitness to what Jesus did, and John was that eyewitness. Mm-hmm. Revelation isn't the only book. The prophet Isaiah saw much of what happened in the last days. But it didn't make sense when when, when Isaiah talked about it. Sure. Zechariah talked about it. Yeah. And and he prophesied and and uh, and then of course you know there was Daniel who saw some of the same if I may use the word crazy things that John saw. Yeah. And and Daniel of course started out and he was over in Iraq in Babylon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I looked that one up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I, I know that Iraq is Babylon and, and Persia is Iran sure. or Iran. Yeah. Uh, but so we know that 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 the the Israelites had been held captive in Babylon where they were coming up on 70 years of, of captivity, captivity. And uh, he knew that somewhere around that time they should be released, that the 70 years would be up. So Daniel was praying for his people. Now, Daniel was a young man, maybe 17 years old or so, when they were taken captive. Mm -hmm. So we always think of Daniel and his three friends as young men, which they were, as were we all once. Yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah, I used to be 17 once, you know, about 100 years ago. (laughs) But um, 
at any rate, um, so Daniel is now maybe what, 87, pushing 90 years old wow. at the end of captivity. 70 years have gone by. Sure. And he would have been a young man when he went there. Mm. So he was praying and the Lord showed Daniel. He said, yes, Daniel, you're right. You are nearing the end of the captivity. Uh, and and I'm, I'm taking time to share this uh, because some people think, again, that revelation is just, it, it's its own separate. Yeah. No, 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 no. What, what we're going to learn as we go through is revelation is the movie version of the Bible. Mm, that's good. That's you good. know that every now and then somebody writes a really good book, and then I want to get back to Daniel, so yeah. don't let me do it. Sure. But if I may take a sidebar sure. here, sure. Uh, somebody will write a really, really good book, and some movie producer or somebody with some money or yeah. even just the person who read the book will say, um, we should make a movie out of that. That book, that 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 book would make a really good movie. Yeah. And sometimes you, there's always the toss-up of those who love to read who say, "Oh no, the book was better. The book was great." And the others were us visual learners. We're like, "Well, show me the movie. <laughs> I want to see the movie." And I like because I like to visualize what's going on. Yeah. So, the second coming has the of the of the messiah uh when he came into the world the first time around this holy season that we are celebrating mm, now yeah. jesus yeah. the reason for the season yeah. he came that first time and he we know that he came to shed his blood yeah. for the remission yeah. of our sins yeah. We, none of us was without sin. Right. I'd like to think that I would have made a better decision than Eve. <laughs> it's possible that you would not have yielded and you would have done better than Adam. But I'm a foodie, so I probably would have tripped up. Too, if but... you're a foodie, and God forbid, if you love fruit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> so, um, but you've got revelation. The, the, the prophets talked about the Messiah coming. Mm. The prophets even prophesied that one day uh, God was going to restore and he's going to bless Israel with this and he's going to bless his people with that. All these wonderful things that he was going to do. And um, and so because um, because Israel uh, went through her changes and all the things that that she had to go through it 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 was just necessary that God share this this precious word that he that he shared the vision with the church and so we find that Jesus came to eradicate our sins and and it was the first coming of the messiah he came into the world as a newborn babe but he was prophesied that he would come, and then he said, I'm going to come again. So that's what we call the second coming, that he's going to come visit with us and share with us and impart unto us. And he wanted us to know that what Daniel saw was indeed going to come to pass. So Daniel is praying, and he sees all these visions of things that make no sense at all. And the Lord said to Daniel, 
don't, and if I may paraphrase, don't worry about it now, Daniel. Hmm. I'm going to open up the, the eyes and the ears of the world. Right now, what you see, all this, these creatures and angels flying, and we see animals and we see all kinds of things going on, uh, lions and, and, and look like buildings blowing up. And it looks like and the moon dripping away in blood and stars falling out of the sky. This is crazy, scary stuff. What's going on? Water turning to blood. It's like we're under the plague again. Yeah. What is with all this? Yeah. And and Mary, you write a book saying there are blessings in the midst of all this crazy nonsense. And Daniel was like, what do I do with this? And the Lord said, Daniel, it's okay. Hmm. Write it in a book, everything I'm showing you. Write it in a book and then seal the book up. Put it away. I don't know where. Hmm. And I'm okay with that. You've got to be okay with what you do know. And then you've got to be okay with what you don't know. Right. And I maintain that anything that was essential to your salvation, God is going to reveal it. And if it's something you say, well, I just can't get my mind around that. I can't understand that. Some stuff, we just let it go. There may be some things that we will never understand. But there's so much here that we can. So he says to Daniel, Everything I showed you, the good, the bad, the ugly, the crazy, the the insane, the impossible, how could that be? Don't argue with it for now. Daniel, write it, seal it, and put it away until the time of the end. He said, and at Mm. the time of the end, knowledge will be increased, Mm. and I'm going to drop what, what John got out on the island. I'm going to drop that in your heart and I'm going to drop it in the mind of this little girl from Mississippi named Mary. And I'm going to, she, she thinks she's related to the Virgin Mary. And that's why she tried to be a good girl because she was named after that Mary, but I'm going to drop the word in her and she's going to go all over from Africa to London, to Italy, to all parts of the United States, telling everybody what she learned about this. And so don't worry about what you don't understand right now what you need to know is I'm going to give some more to some more people but at the end when when it's the time of the end so all of a sudden the first time I'd ever heard the word rapture was back in the 70s and um, this was before I was commissioned to teach I'd never heard the word before and um and this girl at work was telling me, I was at AT&T, and she said, my pastor is teaching uh, on on the rapture and the tribulation and the millennium. Those, that was like Greek. Wow. You know, I didn't wow. know there were Greek words for those words, <laughs> but it was like Greek. It was like, yeah. or, or Hebrew or something crazy, Yiddish, anything. I, I don't know. Uh and and but I but I played along with her. I said, "Really?" And she said, "Oh, yeah, he's doing a series on it." And it piqued my interest because I something clicked inside me that said, "You need to know this." Mm, you know, good. when it's time. You you need you need to know this. You need to know about it. And I wanted to know about it, but I didn't know who I could ask. Sure. Sure. So, John was the chosen one. Just think He's out on this island by himself. He's got no job, 
no wife and kids that he has to go and do his honey-do list. He didn't have anywhere he had to be, didn't have a church that was waiting for him. He had time on his hands. And so the Lord, the Lord tells John, I'm I'm with you. So John is out here on this island. And, And again, nobody knew that John would be in the spirit of God and that the Lord would be with him. And he has a little conversation with John, tells John to every to look into the heavens. In my children's book, I call it the, the big screen, John's big mm, screen in the sky. Chapter, yeah. And we talk about what that must have been like for John to look. And, and the Lord then lets John know that there are going to be angels. And, and, and I invite you as an adult to go along with me and John yeah. on this journey. And let's see what he saw. Sure. Let's just look at it as it is. Sure. And, and see, we know we fit in there somewhere, but where? where? So what I have done initially with this study guide, is I have broken down the entire 22 chapters of the book of Revelation. Mm. It'd be hard to memorize 22 different chapters of stuff sure. and what's in each chapter. Yeah, yeah. That That's just, for the best of us, that just doesn't make sense to us. And, and it's probably not the best way to learn and, and to absorb. So I've created this study guide mm. For the rest of us, for those of us who are not theologians yet. Yet, And what I discovered about theologians, they are wonderful people, brilliant. I mean, their minds must just go 24-7. They're thinking and wondering and questioning. But the thing is, they get great joy out of the question. They may not ever have an answer for you, though, because theologian A will discuss and debate it with theologian B, who those two will then debate it with C and D and come up with four or five different options. And I remember when I was in school, I kept thinking, who's going to tell me which one of these guys is right? right. So I kept reading and I kept highlighting and underlining, trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. And the Moody scholars didn't tell me which one I was supposed to believe. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know which one it is? And I finally came to the conclusion that it's because theologians aren't always interested in coming to one fat, flat conclusion yeah. and they never tell you what you should do or what you should believe or should not believe, but they'll tell you the different theories. And so I wanted to write something, share something that would give you a solid foundation so that you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you fit in that book. You're in there. Yeah. We're in there, but where does God have death and damnation Mm, reserved for his children? Sure, sure. You know, is that, are we going to be beheaded? And and is that the promise? Is that what he said I have for the church? We are the bride of Christ. We are his beloved. I remember reading in St. John 14, where he says, let not your heart be troubled. Mm, You believe in God? Then believe also in me. 
Why, Jesus, should we believe in you? Because in my father's house are many mansions. Wait a minute. Hold up. You mean in the mansions, there's a house? No, he said, in my father's house. Mm. What kind of house must this be? To have houses, mansions. To have mansions in the house. And, 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 And there is something in here that talks about that. And, and in the children's book, we, we describe the mansion in beautiful detail because you, but you need to know where you are in that book. And you're listening to The Raising Men Show on WKBY 1080 AM out of Chatham, Virginia. And we're back to The Raising Men Show. Man, I'm telling you, I'm getting a lot of learning right now. And, and I love this show because we can do that. There's there's no rules except what the Lord tells us to do. And, and there goes that us again, the us and the we. But... Um, I think obedience is better than sacrifice. I would rather be obedient to the Lord and let the, his word go forth and a bunch of jibber-jabber for me. So in the first segment, Maya was teaching and giving us an overview on the book of Revelation. And I was just saying off air just now when we were getting the edit right, that I didn't realize that the book of Revelation didn't have the S on the end. No. I used to thought it was the book of Revelations, plural. Right. And I'm like, so I asked you, hey, what happened to S? What happened to the S? Because it is one continuous revelation. And it is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him, which he gave to the angels to give to his servant, John, hmm. to write the letters, to give it to the churches. So it's kind of like for the people that have problems with hearsay, mm-hmm. you could say that's like fourth hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, but it is the revelation, one revealing of the will. It is the last will and testament mm. of Jesus Christ. And you need to know that you are in the will, but you've got to show up and at least read it. <laughs> you can't say, yeah. if, if, let's, for the sake of argument, say that there was a prominent attorney in Los Angeles mm-hmm. or in New York, didn't matter where he was in New York. Let's, let's say he's in New York, mm-hmm. prominent attorney contacts you and you know, this is the real deal. And the attorney says you have been named one in the will of one of your relatives. Mm, that's good. You may or may not even have, have heard of this, but if you were to get such a call, and they said to you, the reading of the will is going to be Monday morning at 9 a.m. downtown New York. And you, this relative is filthy rich, <laughs> owns all kinds of properties all over the world, but you have been named as a beneficiary and heir to this filthy rich relative. What time would you be in New York? I'd be right on time. I'd be, in fact, I'd be hour early. I probably would leave tomorrow. <laughs> Can't get a flight out tonight. Right. I'd leave tomorrow. Yeah. When we fail to read the book of Revelation because we are afraid, you're, what you're saying to that attorney, I'm, I'm afraid to fly. I don't have time. I'm, I, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm not a lawyer. My mother never told me anything about this relative. You got all these reasons. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. 
No, I'd be in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Probably sitting outside their door. I certainly wouldn't be complaining that I was caught up in the traffic or I missed the subway. I'm not going to miss the subway. I'm going to be there because that man said, well, that's what the book of Revelation is. It What the other prophets talked about, hmm. Revelation says, let me show you. Let me describe it in color. Let me give you some sound effects. Yeah. Let me tell you how rich, what's really going to be going on. So what you need to know is that the book of Revelation can be broken down into four easy pieces. Okay. All 22 chapters and how they relate to all the other books of the Bible, the other 65, how they relate. Chapters one through three of the book of Revelation is exclusively written to the church. Hmm. He doesn't talk about uh, any bombs going off, any mountains being blown up, no stars falling out of the sky, no bloody moon and uh, the sun dripping away and all that. He's talking to his church. Hmm. So chapters one through three of the book of Revelation are exclusively written to the church. Okay. If he had been talking, and who is who? who is the church? That's you and I, those of us who are blood-washed, born-again believers, who, who have accepted him as our Lord and our Savior. And so you just, you need to know where you fit. He made you some promises. Sure, sure. And then he said, whoever has an ear to hear, let him hear. So the first three chapters of the book of Revelation is to these seven different churches who represent, if you look at the seven churches, you will see something of your church or something that reflects my church or something that reflects all of the churches throughout the history, ever since Jesus commissioned the church and anointed the apostle Paul to go and preach and work out churches all over and all these different, you know, we've got churches in Galatia and Thessalonica and churches in Rome and in Corinth and in Colossus and all through there. All of that is for us. Sure. Now, if you take yourself and insert yourself in some other part that doesn't even have anything to do with you, you're going to become confused and afraid. Mm. So just let me run through it really quickly. Four, and chapters four and five. Mm. Oh, I love four and five. Two little measly chapters. And I'm all, almost halfway through. Two, two chapters four and five. Give me a first look, a glimpse into the throne room of heaven. And so the Lord is saying to John, he like, wake up, John, something's going on here. And so the angel is standing up in the heavens and John is looking up and it's like this humongous big screen in the sky. And the angel says, come up here. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to get up there. How the Bible says immediately. John was in the, was transported. He was immediately in, in, in the heavens. Yeah. And so now if you were to ask me, how did he get up there? I have an answer for you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clue. And that does not keep me awake at night. Right, right. Like, you know, there, there are those who, it just drives them nuts trying to figure out where Adam and Eve 
where their kids got their wives from. Where did where did uh, Abel? No, Abel was got slain by Cain. How long did Cain hate his brother? As long as he was able. So where did they get their wives from? That's the only way I can remember that. Yeah, yeah. So that doesn't bother me where they got their wives from. Sure. Or I figured out which came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. I got that. And that's good enough for me. I'm, I'm cool with that. Chicken came first. Chicken came first. Because he created the, the, the thing and then put the seed within the thing. So that's good enough. But if that keeps you up at night, how John got up there, you're going to miss the fruit. Mm. You're going to miss the, 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 you're going to miss the reading of the will. You're going to miss the point yeah. because it's not about the, the, the symbols. Not really. Symbols are universal. Sure. So, a, a lamp a lamp is a lamp is a lamp what does a lamp do that's more important than why a lamp why not a table what does a lamp do sure. a lamp gives light light yeah. uh, if you put it on a candlestick and hold it up what does it do it even spreads out and gives more light yeah. because that's what a lamp does so when jesus says uh he walked among the seven candlesticks. They were holding up candles. Well, why did he use candles? Why did he use birthday candles? Or did he use, were they scented candles? I don't know what kind of candles. That's not what my point is. So sure. don't, let's read it the way it is first. Sure. And try to understand what he's saying to us first. Sure. Then we can go back. You can spend a lifetime. Yeah. Cause you will never get to, you'll never exhaust this text. I've been working on it since the, since, uh, 84. And I still, every time I teach it, I come up with something new mm. that he gave me. And so it's just an amazing text and you're right to love it because your blessings are there. So chapters four and five, you get to peek and see the throne of God. And then you see someone sitting on the throne. Mm. He doesn't say who it is, but it's someone. The Bible says someone was sitting on the throne. Now, the other thing you get to do in my classes and with my books, you get to use your imagination. You can daydream as much as you like because you can't possibly dream any more than I have found in this book. Sure. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So you get to imagine, close your eyes if you want, or stare off at the ceiling. But see, John is saying, I want to show you what is to come. And I don't want you to be surprised. And I want you to see what I have for you. And so I'll just describe a little bit. He saw this humongous, beautiful th throne. And then he said, I, I saw around the throne was a rainbow. And so then I love to ask the kids, how many colors are in a rainbow? Seven, at least they say, some say three, four or five, but at least that's seven. And those colors you've got, I said, what are some of the colors? And they, they give me all these beautiful colors, but this rainbow only had one color. It was emerald green emerald green against this humongous beautiful white throne and and the then the rainbow didn't just don't our rainbows just kind of arch we i wonder 
if we're only seeing half of the rainbow, mm. because the rainbow that John showed us encircled the throne. It went around the throne mm. and it was emerald. Why was it emerald, teacher? I have no idea. It doesn't keep me up at night, but it has to be beautiful. And the one on the throne, his face was shining and glittering. The Bible said that it glittered like a jasper stone, which is equivalent to our diamond. Hmm. And, and his face was also glistening like a sardius stone, which is equivalent to our ruby. So his face... I don't see a nose that tells me if he's African-American, if he's from the Caucasus Mountains, if he's Latino. I, I can't see what kind of hair he has, what his eyes and his nose look like, because the Bible says his face is glowing like a diamond and a ruby. And, and then, and, and while this is glowing, I see this circle around the throne and, and then there's water crystal clear mm. in front of the throne and he he's describing it to us and we get uh, a first look at heaven not detailed yet but quite a bit and then the bible says there's one standing beside the throne and this one beside the throne had this humongous scroll or a book in his hand and so that's all four and five is about. Chapters mm. four and five. You got to go, go read it again tonight yeah. when you get a chance. Yeah. Because now you're going to be seeing what John. So that's our first glimpse as to what heaven looks like. Mm. And so then, um, then we read on. So then all of a sudden things change when we get to chapter six. And six through 19, mm. there's no mention of the church. You don't see the word church. You don't see it in Greek. You don't see it in English. You don't see it in Hebrew. We mm. just don't see anything about a church. After John said, come up here, I want to show you something. Mm. And he showed us there's more to see around heaven, but I want you to, to get the glimpse. Then you got to go get the book and get your Bible. And you sit down and you got your Bible going in one hand and your book going in the other. And man, that's good stuff when yeah. you really find out. Yeah. So at least we know you can read the first five chapters and not be scared. Because in the first three, he's just telling the church, I know who you are. Yeah. I know your works. Yeah. Do you have a question? No. Okay. I, I know I know what you've done. I, I, I know your heart. I know your works. And and mm. so you don't have anything to worry about there. I've I've got this. Mm. And then four and five, we're he's giving us a look at what heaven really looks like. Then we see John well, we I'm pardon me, we see one standing beside the throne. And he has this humongous book or scroll in his hand. And and uh and the angel is uh, is is looking at at John and God uses angels all throughout the book. They're His messengers. They're mm. they're going and telling people stuff. Why didn't God just tell them Himself? Well, He's got gazillions of angels up there. They're up there by the gazillion. They need something to do, and He calls them ministering angels. Mm. And they they'll minister to you. We don't worship angels, mm. 
but we, we allow them. God will let a, an, an angel appear unto you in the form of a man or a woman. That's why the scripture says, be careful how you entertain strangers for many people have entertained angels unawares. They never knew. Remember the ones that showed up with Abraham and Sarah and Sarah was in the tent. And then these men showed up. They looked just like regular everyday men, you know, walking through the desert, going where for crying out loud. (laughs) I mean, and then just stumble upon their, you know, that, that, that's just amazing how God sets stuff in motion, yeah. but he used these angels and we knew they were kind of like people because he told his wife, uh, Hey, put on a, a, a pot of stew or something in there. We got company out here. Abraham says, yeah. come on, Sarah, let's get with it. Bake some bread and get some meat and go kill something. And, and we've got to serve our guests. Yeah. And to this day, first thing you asked me when I walked in the house, you offered me food yeah. before you even said, sit down, or whatever, you offered me a meal. Mm. And I think we get that from our brethren and sisters from the old days. Got it. So chapter 6 through 19, as I hustle on, is all about the world being destroyed. Mm. Bit by bit by bit. God is strategic. He is systematic. And he is systematically and strategically dismantling everything he created. Mm -hmm. Six through 19. He promised us, he told us, forgive your enemies and let it go. All that stuff you've been holding on to since you were a little boy. All they did to you when they talked about you when you were a little girl. Your hair was too short. It was too fuzzy. Your nose was too fat. Your teeth were buck. Your lips were too big. You blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. They abused you. They didn't treat you right. The Lord said, give it a rest. I got it. You are my own. You are my beloved. Vengeance is mine. Mm, Did he not say that? Vengeance. You don't, you're not authorized to get vengeance on anybody. The Lord says, I will repay. It's mine. I will repay. And so if God's going to get them, well, you're like, when, Lord? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to aside a front row seat. I want to see you get them. I want to see, I want to see them bleed. The Lord says, I got this. I, I, if I needed your help, I would call you. Yeah. I got this. Plus, I've got some unfinished business. Mm, that's good. That's good. With my with my Jewish sons and daughters, those who did not accept me as the Messiah, those who refused to go and preach and teach in my name. I have some issues that I need to discuss with them. They're going to do what I said. Yeah. And now because they didn't do, I went to my own, but they wouldn't receive me. You know that scripture. Yeah. I'm still talking about revelation. Yeah. See, revelation is blended in with the whole Bible. And so he says, I've got unfinished business with them. I've got to take care of your enemies and the enemies of the cross. I said I was going to destroy them. 
I have not destroyed them yet. You're upset because they got a new house and a new car and a, a Porsche and a Lamborghini and three Mercedes and you're struggling trying to put gas in your one little vehicle and blah, blah, blah. But the God says, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Six through 19, let me show you how I'm going to do it. Mm, that's good. I am going to take by a third a fourth, a half, and then all. I'm, and, and how? who knows how many trees there are on planet Earth to begin with and how much green grass, how many blades of grass there are on the planet Earth? God says, I'm going to destroy a third. Mm. What, now you're going to see the, how mighty your God is. No book in the Bible describes your Lord like Revelation. Yeah. You're going to see the power and the majesty and even the self-control yeah. as he dismantles this earth. That's what the tribulation is all about. And, and there are those who do not accept him. There will be some preaching going on during the tribulation because 144,000 are going to be out there doing it. Time will not permit me to share all that with you now. Yeah. But you need to know yeah. that 6 through 19 yeah. does not even have your name on it. You are not even mentioned. Mm. That's not where you are in the will. Mm. That's, good. That's good. So you're afraid to read. No. He's, he says, I'm going to destroy Satan. Satan is going to be thrown into the pit and, and he's going to be then cast in. He says, I'm going to destroy death. I'm going to destroy the grave. I'm, I'm going to destroy Satan. I'm going to destroy the Antichrist, which is the part of Satan that is like Jesus Christ is as Jesus Christ is to God. The Antichrist is to Satan. That analogy, yeah. he, he said he's going to destroy him. He's going to put him into a lake that burns with cast him into a lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is a sulfuric type chemical that makes the fire even more intense. It's impossible for you to breathe. That's not what he promised me. He promised me heaven. He promised me everlasting life. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he promised me no more pain yeah. and no more sorrow. And yeah. he did say he was going to take care of my enemies. So I've got to trust him for that. Sure. And then he says, but let me show you how I'm going to do it. Hmm. All of heaven, all of the, the, the natural heavens, the sky, the, the, the moon, the stars, the elements, the planets, the solar system, everything, all of the beautiful seas and oceans and, 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 and every grave is going to be opened of every child of God, everyone who died loving Jesus, all your, your mother and your dad who gave their lives, sometimes at your expense and my expense, the Bible says that they are going to rise that Jesus is going to raise them incorruptible where cancer has no authority. Mm. Glory to God. Yeah. Yeah. Where no disease, no diabetes, no kidney failure. Yeah. That's what he promised me. Now you can look forward to hell if that's what you want. <laughs> I'm not going with you, but yeah. you go right ahead if that's what you want to do. So six through 19, which causes people to tremble in the, in the, in, in, in their boots and, Oh, well, if you know where you are, yeah. then you know, that's not you. 
And you already know that before you even read the, the book of Revelation, because it's all through the gospels. It's all through the letters, the epistles about what God has in store for yeah. us. Yeah. So it's powerful. Mm. And, 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 and he's, and, and he does it with such systematic that's what just cracks me up he doesn't why doesn't he just drop a bomb on earth and blow the thing up and begin no but he's showing you and all the while that he's doing that he's got something going on with his with our jewish brethren and they are fulfilling the plan of god but because they wouldn't do it when he asked them to do it, when he mm -hmm. told them to do it, now they're going to have to do it under the worst conditions imaginable. Mm -hmm. And that's the destruction that you will see going on. But God is going to have mercy of them. How do we know how many of them there are? 144,000. How do we know that that's not you and that's not me? Because some people say they are the 144,000. There's one denomination that said they were the 144,000. Yeah. But then when they got more than 144,000 members, then they had to figure out something else. Well, I know that I'm not part of that group that's going to be running around trying to preach. That's why I'm preaching now. Yeah. I'm teaching now. Yeah. I'm, I'm on national radio broadcast, podcast, whatever this is preaching the gospel because God said, go. So I'm going, yeah. they wouldn't go. And so now they're going to have to do it under some difficult circumstances. Mm. But the Bible tells us exactly precisely who they are. And you'll find that between chapter six and seven and, and around, around there, around seven, he says, there are 12,000 men. Well, why didn't he call any women? I don't know. He called the men from the 12 tribes of Israel. And he names the tribes. Yeah. And there will be 12,000. They are not only godly men. If we read on, we find that they are virgins. Mm. Interesting. They will have given their lives over to the Lord. They are virgins and they serve God and they are going to represent all of the 12 tribes of, of Abraham, of Israel. Wow. And they have a specific job and a role to play in the last days. Hmm. And then now I'm up to chapter 19. It's not so bad. So I'm going to close out with chapters 20 through 22. And that gives us a look into the millennium. Now, we could debate, well, which one comes first and where is the battle of Armageddon in there? We believe that it is at the end of the tribulation because we see Satan rising up with his cronies to take on Jesus Christ. He's calling on, he's going to call out the armies of Jesus Christ, the armies of the Lord. There are literal armies on horses. I mean, it sounds a little weird, but if you take the Bible at its word, it is an amazing scene hmm. that Jesus is coming out of heaven. The Bible says on a white horse with his, the name of God on, on, on Jesus' thigh, mm -hmm. a name known only by the Father himself, a name that is above every name. And he is coming. Don't worry. He's gone. You, do you know about First Corinthians, uh, First Chronicles 20 with Jehoshaphat? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know that famous line in there we all love that says, don't worry about it, Jehoshaphat, for the battle is not yours. 
It, it is the Lord's. He said, stand still. Mm-hmm. You will have no need to fight in this battle. So he says, we're all going to have on white. He describes what we're wearing. And he says, you're going to show up at the battle. All I want you to do is be there. I'm going to resurrect you from the dead, give you a new body. You're going to be in heaven with me and you stand and he's going to act out first Chronicles for us. We will have no need to fight. The Bible says that he's destroying the enemies of God with the brightness of his glory. Mm. He's destroying them with the brightness of his glory. Mm. What a mighty God we serve. And then he says, he's going to give, he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth because when he finishes getting his wrath satisfied in this earth it will not be fit Mm. for human habitation because when he's done he will have destroyed all the fresh water Mm. all the seas will have turned to blood At one point, he describes it as the blood of a dead man. That's foul stuff. He will have allowed Satan to have free reign for a while while the children of God have gone on. But my God, he then says in this millennium, you have to read it. Oh, it's an amazing place. He only describes the outside, the physical, a few physical characteristics of heaven. And that's enough to get us really excited. But if time permitted, perhaps I can finish up another day or, you know, we'll see how how our time is going. But that is an overview. So this study guide just takes you through the blessings that are in the book and they all belong to you. You've been listening to The Raising Men Show right here on WKBY 1080 AM out of Chatham, Virginia, and I've had the distinct pleasure of having my aunt and author of a study guide for the book of Revelation, Blessings in the Book, and the Companion for Children, Adventures in Revelation, Eschatology for Kids. It's, it's available right at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever Christian books are sold. 